Episode 82, Commercial Loan Success. Hey Chainers, welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. So Katie, our guest today is quite interesting. It's John from Commercial Loan Success. And what they do is they provide business loans. Well, they don't provide the loans, but they provide software that validates your business idea. I think this is such a great idea because it really gives a new entrepreneur kind of like the green light to if they have a profitable idea or not. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of people, you know, they come up with crazy ideas. You know, I know you and I have spoken about a huge amount of stuff, but how do you know whether your idea is a good idea? This kind of gives you a way to validate yeah, it. It's a bit of a scary jump to take. And the fact that now there are programs and stuff that can tell you if your idea is legit, I think is a big breath of fresh air and a bit of a relief for, yeah. for a new entrepreneur. Yeah, for sure. It takes out a lot of the guesswork and sort of aims to educate you in terms of what do all these things mean, you know, and it teaches you how to talk to the bank. And I know that that's very intimidating, even in like your personal capacity, like trying to think, am I going to get accepted for this credit card? I don't know. Like, will I get this house, this car? Yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> it takes a lot of the guests work out. And I think that is quite nice. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, should we dive it into our interview? Yep, let's go. Great. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. Hey, Chainers. Welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. Today, we have John Matheson with us. John is the CEO of Commercial Loan Success, a software platform that allows anybody who needs commercial financing to plug in their numbers and immediately find out if their transaction is lendable. Welcome, hey, John. Hey, John. Hey, guys. So I know you have a whole bunch of like advice and help for us if we have anybody that is looking for starting a new business. But real quick, what has been like a big risk that you ta have taken on? Because when I think of opening a business or starting a business, I think of that as like, it can be kind of a big risk. It, and, and you know, you're right on, um, Katie. That's where it is. I mean, for me, I was 32 when I decided it was a brilliant idea to go out and sign my own paycheck. <laughs> and I, you know, I'd <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'd always worked for people who I had made money for in in the work that I had done, or at least felt I did. And then you know, you accumulate skills. For me, it was in the real estate development space. It's where I started, and I I guess I always had the goal of I wanted to be the real estate developer. So my goal was specific when I when I started. But you you come up with the idea that hey, I can do this. And I took $300 and started my first business. <laughs> what did you do for only $300? Um, I, I, I LLC'd at the state and I put my first $100 down on a property. Wow. And, and yeah, so that's where I started. So it's, it's just a classic story of, of, you know, you actually can do this. And you know, one of the things that, that you realize in a hurry about your business is that if you do have a good idea and, and it's something that, 
you know, people have looked at and said, wow, you know, you can really do this or it is a good idea. You will get other people who want to participate with you and either they want to participate as an investor and want some equity in what you do, or believe it or not, you can actually get commercial banks to fund what you have for a business if you speak the language of the bank. And um, what I did back in, in that time, my first transaction was actually small. It was um, for, for real estate, it was a $30,000 property. And I actually got my first commercial bank loan then um, to be able to do it. And then I took the profits from that and I rolled them forward and the properties just kept getting bigger and bigger. And I just kept getting older and older and <laughs> the transactions just kept flowing. And, you know, suddenly you have a pretty good sized business to run and you kind of look back on it and you say, geez, how did I, how did I get here from that start? And you kind of realize that you, you do learn that it's okay to have, you know, in your personal checkbook, I think we all feel the same. And I love what you guys talk about. And, you know, me, I'm a Ramsey guy. I hate that in my personal checkbook. If I get any kind of debt personally, I, I freak out. But in business, you learn it as a skill to leverage your business to greater heights and to more profits. And one of the things that you always look through the lens of is if I'm going to take on a partner, I'm going to give up equity. And when you start something, you say, I don't want to give up equity, it's mine. So then you say, all right, the bank comes on board and the bank wants to have monthly payments. Well, can I afford that? Am I able to actually pay the bank each month back? And as you start to get more experience and more abilities with, with analytics and software to be able to look at these as a business to service some of the debt, and then you can start to predict, okay, if I do this, can I make enough money to cover it? And then can I make enough money to pay it back? And as you learn how to do that, it becomes a skill set all to its own and you, you're no longer afraid of it. You start to manage it. That's very cool. So I have a question for you. When I sure. was a kid, I, I get looking back, I guess I didn't have very many friends or something. I always came up with all these like bizarre business ideas, like I wanted to invent different types of shoes and I like came up with my own theme park idea and I had all these like crazy ideas and my mom would, you know, she would kind of go along and she would like encourage it and everything, but I never felt like I had like an idea good enough, um, to really like go through like all the, all the motions. And I was a kid, I didn't know what I was doing, but like, if you have an idea for a business, how do you know it's a good one? I know uh, CLS kind of works with that and everything. Like, what is the basis there? Sure. So, so commercial and success, we're a software and an education platform. And we're, um, it, it's hard because you try to name, you decide how do you name your business? And so we name our business because we are helping people succeed in the space of commercial and success, but we often will get confused as a loan broker or as a lender. And we're not, we're, we're software in an education platform. And what CLS does is it helps all of us get really smart about how we're going to borrow money in a hurry. And it lets us sanity check our ideas. It's a really easy to use software and it interprets your financial information from the, the kaleidoscope of the bank. So it's actually written by, the code is written by my partner who's a commercial banker for over 35 years, who's done billions of dollars of transactions in banking, but he's the most heart-centered entrepreneur you'll ever meet. 
and he's just all about, he wants everybody to be able to use the software to make good decisions so that they can have financial dignity in their life and in their business. And he views getting into bad loans or getting into overextended, poor leverage situations as a bad thing, which is great because we all think the same way. So when he wrote the code, he wrote it for all of us to be able to say, okay, Katie has an idea to do a business and she's got to put together a little bit of a pro forma. You've kind of got to get an idea of what the market is, how many sales you might be able to make, and then what your expenses are on it. And you can put all that right into our business loan screener for commercial loan success. Here's what I think my income will be, my expenses. And it will tell you how the bank will view your business. And what's really cool about that is if your numbers are realistic and you're going to your mom in that case, you're saying, mom, I got a great business idea. And we all do it, right? And you say, I've got a great business idea, it's friends, family, and, and they're going to invest in you. A logical exit is a bank loan down the road to pay them back. And you don't have to wait that long. You can get bank loans in six months of starting. You can get bank loans in two years of starting. You can, there's different ways that you can then document for yourself. Okay, if I make this much money against this much expense, this is how I can pay my mom back. And now mom's happy because she's actually looking at a piece of software that validates your business. And you're happy because you're saying, oh, if I can hit these objectives, I can pay back mom. And what Dan has always told me about the, uh, the output from the software when it says you're a go is it's interpreting that it's a good deal for the commercial bank to fund you. And if it's a good deal for the bank, it's a great deal for you as a business owner. It definitely makes sense. I think just to add to what we were talking about a little bit earlier in terms of leverage, a lot of people sort of are very scared when they hear about taking on debt, you know, especially a lot of people who may follow this podcast and, you know, very personal finance orientated. I'm trying to get out of debt and stuff like that. But when you look at it from a business perspective, ultimately it comes down to what is your actual cost for that debt? So as an example, if you are managed to, or say you managed to get a loan and you finance it at like 5% or whatever the term is, that means you're going to have to be paying back 5% in interest on that money. However, if you're able to generate profits that far exceed that 5% or that those $5, then it makes sense provided that that's coming from that money. So leverage is basically taking the it's in essence taking the business as it stands without debt and putting some debt into it. And yes, there is a cost to that debt, but because you have a proven business model and you're earning a certain percentage turnover, the theory is that applying a lot of more, a lot more debt to it can really bootstrap you and get you way further ahead. And it, it allows you to kind of, once your decision has been made to sleep better that night and not feel like you have, you're in the middle of making a big mistake. Right. Well, what we find, and it's out there everywhere, you know, the, the statistics are, are unbelievable about, you know, the number of businesses that start and then don't make it. And you get into numbers like, you know, they're kind of, they can be all over, over the map, but you can have failure rates of, you know, four out of five startups within two years or, and that is you know, terrifying the, to like, it, it is. go and start this and you have this big dream and you're taking out all this debt. And then you think, and the chances are we'll fail. 
Like, well, here's what happens. One of the biggest reasons, the SBA did a survey, the Small Business Administration, they did a survey and they found that in, in, of the top 10 reasons businesses fail, you know, the top one you can imagine was inexperience of the owner or, or just in, inability of the owner to, to perform to expectations. But the second reason was insufficient capital. And you think about that for a minute and you say, you know, maybe if somebody had, could have gotten that $50,000 credit line, they could have been able to weather a little bit of a storm in the process between when their invoices were out and when, when, when their cash flow might have had an ebb and a flow based on seasonality or just based on that they were a startup. You listen to stories from people who started businesses in the 70s and 80s, and they're they're older than all of us, but they say things like, we would never have been able to bootstrap the business today the way we did then. It's just a different world now. Acceleration and speed to market is so rewarded today for everything that we do. And sometimes you need a little extra capital to get there. So one of the things that you do have to have is you have to have an analytic tool and you can use commercial and success software for this. You have an analytic tool that helps sanity check whether it makes sense for your business to take that money. And if you're a startup, the, you know, the sanity meter is a lot higher than if let's say I'm a two year business that, you know, I'm doing okay, but I can see where I can expand. If I could add an employee, add a piece of equipment or do something else to make my business more profitable, but I need some capital to do it and I'm not able to get somebody to come in for equity well can I take on debt so you just go in the software you put in your numbers and it tells you if you're a stop or a go and then the other thing it does for you which is the part I just I just really love is that the software tells you if you are pre-qualified on your numbers for a commercial bank loan before you ever speak to the lender so picture that empowerment for a second guys I actually know for the first time in, in my career, and I'm in my 50s now, but I actually know for the first time off of software, if when I walk into the commercial bank, and I use a lot of bank capital in my business, and I walk into the bank, I know before I ever speak to the lender. Yeah, and I think that really gives people a bit of more insight to what they ordinarily would have. So what would you say is one of the most common mistakes you see people make when they start a business? Oh boy, you know, I end up in mentor space, as you can imagine, and I'll, I'll certainly help a lot of people along the way who have questions over their, their business. And, you know, the underfunded part's a big one is you know, you think you need 50,000, you really need 150,000 in that place. And so you, you have to know how much you need, why you need it, and you have to plan for that rainy day. So I guess, why don't we say this? If you fail to plan, then plan to fail. <laughs> we'll take that as your favorite quote for later. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know if it is. That's a bad one. I actually have a better one than, than that. But yeah, so but that's what happens to me. Well, don't plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so commercial loan success seems like I, I don't think I've ever heard of another company that does something quite like what you guys do. And it really gives like the new entrepreneur or the young entrepreneur or any entrepreneur really just like that extra confidence boost to, you know, kind of, yes, this is a good idea and I'm going to go with it. But where did you come up with this idea? Did something happen to you and you thought, you know what, we need to have something to stop this? Or was it just something that you just 
it kind of just like snowballed and you fell into it and and here it is. You know, I have, like I said, I've, I've always used as a commercial real estate developer, you're always using debt to finance your buildings and your, and your developments. And it just, it always frustrated me from when I started all the way up to when I actually met my partner, Dan, with the software, because it seemed like the banking process was always a mystery. And they never really told you how you got approved or why you did. You might learn some of their metrics along the way, but you never really understood what was happening in the underwriting aspect of the bank. And it it, it was always an experience of a little trepidation all the way down to dread. I mean, anybody on listening to me today who's applied for a commercial bank loan knows the feeling. You just walk in there and you apply and you're just, it's from nervous to dread. You just don't know if you're going to get it or not. And it, it can be a very nerve wracking experience. I never liked that. I always was, you know, I always wanted a solution to that along the way. And a few years back, I was actually in in the market for a loan, and that's I got introduced to to Dan through a source of mine who helped me get financing on a property. And when he did it, he had this software, and he was sitting there. And the first time that we talked about the transaction, and he was inputting the data into the software, and he turns it around, he tells me I'm a go. And I said, What do you mean I'm a go? And he goes, yeah, I've got this software in my computer that I vetted your numbers against common commercial bank guidelines. And my software tells me if you're likely a stop or a go to a commercial bank application. And you're a go, so I'll put this in for you and you'll get this no problem. And I'm like, I moved from my need, which was acute at the time. I moved to wondering, what does he have on that computer? Where did he get that? You know, so the conversation was hilarious between the two of us. It's, it's like, what do you have there? And he's like, he's like software that I've written the code for. I've And I said, can I get that from my computer? He goes, no. I said, why not? He goes, it's mine. <laughs> and it was a, a, just a classic discussion between the two of us where it came down to, you know, working together to bring it to market where, you know, getting it from Dan's consultancy where he had it for 30 years and used it to help countless clients and to place billions of dollars of financing for all of us to actually get it in the cloud now where all of us can use it the same way to be able to DIY ourselves in the comfort of our own home or office and sanity check ourselves as to whether or not it's a good idea to take the loan. And if we're going to, what's the likelihood we're going to get it? And now we can walk into the bank. You, you guys have seen that credit commercial where the girl puts her feet on the banker's desk with the 780 credit score. I mean, yeah. that's what this is. And then our banker friends tell us we've got bankers now across the across the country saying to us, wow, we really want to meet people who have the output from your software. Our software output's called a CLS one sheet. It's one piece of paper written in bank language for the banker to decide almost immediately if they want to continue the conversation with you as the business owner. And the bankers say, this is great. Our biggest, one of their biggest issues is we as borrowers will come in and we're not quite prepared for the process. I mean, imagine if you went in today for a bank loan, would you feel prepared? You know, and then the banker feels like, oh, and I and I, I just have to do so much work to bring them along to set expectations. But the software kind of does it for them in the front end. So they really like when people come in this prepared with this. So it's kind of it's starting to change the conversation at the beginning between entrepreneurs and bankers 
as how we are going to be able to conduct our basic business for commercial lending. So we're having a ball with it. It definitely makes sense. And I, I think from an entrepreneur perspective, you become a more educated borrower. So you kind of understand your score a little bit more and sort of being armed with that knowledge helps you when you change the bank and you sort of know where you stand and what your numbers actually mean. And it gives you a little well, bit of now, upper hand to be able to negotiate. It does. It does. Because now you can say to the banker, hey, again, it's software. You know, the software says I'm good. What do you mean I'm not? <laughs> yeah, or, or and then, I'll go somewhere then, else. <laughs> well, that's it. And the next bank is happy to see it. But so are private lenders. And so are friends and family, because you're finally able to have a tool to communicate with everybody that you're asking to help invest in you to grow your business, to show them how you can afford to pay them back. So now it's just a one piece of paper. Hey, look, I, I've got it. I've, I can show you how you can fit in. Definitely makes sense. So do you have a particular type of startup that you help? Is it sort of across the board or more specific niches or like who, who is the software really for? Well, you know, the studies are amazing. Um, the SBA, the Small Business Administration, does the studies of, of businesses like yours and mine today. And they tell us that there's 27 million small businesses in America right now. Now, they define small business as a lot of different things up to a size of revenue, up to 500 employees, but they, they've got a broad definition, but there's 27 million of them, but 22 million of them apparently are sole proprietors where they have themselves maybe one or two other people with them. So it's most all of our businesses. According to them, there's around 17 million of those that use commercial bank credit, either in the form of a credit card, a credit line, a term loan, or a commercial mortgage. That's a lot of people. So there's a lot of businesses that are using banks to leverage their their business to try to make it grow, to make it better. And so our tool is designed to help every single one of them. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit more before we head into the value link round? What are some of the terms and conditions or the cost uh, for your services? So this is fun. So so we, we started to engage different focus groups and you do your market analysis on software and what are other comparable software or what are software we're selling for. And you, know, you get into staggering numbers for a tool that actually does this one that, you know, when you're taking a commercial bank loan for fifty thousand dollars, I mean, the bankers were saying to us, well, OK, so you're going to charge what, fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars per user for the software. And Dan and I grinned because that's not what we're about. We're really more more about getting the software out there to help as many people as we can. So we just sat there and said, you know what? Let's sell each one of our screeners, either for the property. We have them for the property investor. We have them for people who are buying apartments, commercial buildings, mixed-use buildings, or the compatible refinance for each part of that. And we have our business loan screener. And we even have one coming out now for the SBA loan. And we decided we would start our pricing at $147 per screener per year. And that's really not bad to get that kind of information. 
Yeah, well, that's what we figured. I mean, we wanted to drop it down to where, you know, it's the cost of a technology platform to maintain and to make sure that you can actually access it when you go in there and to have it hosted in a place where the speed is what you, everybody expects it to be. But if we can keep it down to just a really simple number so that, hey, we can all be smart now. We can all sanity check our business. We can all sanity check the loans that we're going to take or the money we're going to invest ourselves into something. And we can now know before we ever apply if we're likely a stop or a go. And if we can do it for that kind of investment, I, I'll ask you guys, I ask everybody the same question. Who doesn't want to know if they qualify before they apply? Oh, I think that kind of like reassurance is priceless. You and you should that, hear the testimonials. Yeah, yeah the testimonials are classic. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, even over like lunch sometimes me and Dennis will have an idea and we're like oh but I don't know like that might be a good idea that might not be that great so now to actually have something affordable that you can run your idea through and it's like yes this is a great idea go for it or maybe you need to slow down and rethink this through I think well and I'll give you and, and I'll give you a classic story. I have a friend who started a health services business and he's, his credentials are, are absolutely impeccable for the space that he's in. And he's, he teaches people how to be more healthy, lose weight and how to have better overall fitness. And he went into his own business and he, he called me and he said, Hey, I've got, I want a better space. I want to get a little better office space and I want to buy a few things for the, and he goes, I hate that. I just cannot stand debt. He goes, what do I do? And I said, well, <laughs> give me your numbers on your business. Let me see if you can support a legitimate credit line. I mean, there's, you do have the capability of bringing in clients and you don't feel that's going to change, right? And he said, no, I'm doing fine. So I said, all right, let's see what you, what you can support for a credit line. So I ran the numbers through the software, gave him the one sheet. And I hadn't heard from him for a while. A couple of months go by and he calls me or he texts me. And the text says, my fat pants are loose. <laughs> and I mean, this guy's in top shape, guys. I mean, this is just, I'm like, so I'm like, what is he talking about? So I call him and I said, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, I'm sorry, man. He goes, what I meant is that's from a client. Because you helped me overcome my fear of taking business leverage and showed me how I could confidently do it, I went and did it. And now I have the space I want and the equipment I want, and I'm changing lives. That's he goes, this person, yeah, this person's fat pants are loose. Look what I'm doing. You're literally changing lives. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that great? That is so awesome. And that's what, that's what Dan and I are about. I mean, we love that. That's, you know, for us, the, the ability to have people using our tool and have that kind of impact on other people, which, you know, it's just, for us, it's priceless. Chainers, we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll dive right back into the value link round. Chainers, if you're looking for ways to make additional streams of income on the side, why don't you head over to chainofwealth.com slash Airbnb. Katie's written a fantastic post that'll give you a ton of information and will reveal exactly how much money you can make renting out your spare bedroom or investment property or whatever it is, you can make an extra buck. It's definitely not completely passive, but it's a great way to earn some additional money each and every month. That's chainofwealth.com slash Airbnb. Okay, so why do you think people struggle to achieve their dreams? 
Boy, you know, are we back to fail to plan and plan to fail? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's um, later, you know, but we can, we can keep it for now, too. No, you know, I mean, one of the things is, you know, you know, dreams like anything for me, these are goals. And, and, you know, you, you kind of realize that, you know, when you're younger, you can run at dreams. And if you don't get there, instead of getting discouraged, you just have to realize you're just still on the journey. You have to keep moving. And I tell my kids this all the time. Just keep moving. You know, you get set back. It's all right. Just keep going. Keep going. If you keep going, if you stop, I can guarantee you won't get there. <laughs> so just, you know, keep, keep moving, you know, and that's what happens in business. I mean, let's face it, guys. I mean, who's going to actually tell any of us that every single day in business is great? <laughs> yeah, that's true. So do you have any other favorite books or podcasts you could recommend? You know, I, um, I like to read books. I'm, I'm an older guy. So the think and grow rich book is just fantastic for people realizing how to grow business with other people around them. Did you ever learn the secret? I ask everybody that, that recommends that book. What's the secret? I was asking if you knew the secret. No, I haven't even heard this before. They, he talks about in the first chapter about the secret and think and grow rich. Oh, well, to me, it was, I guess, you know, I'm one of those people who read stuff and then I find the, the jewel that I was looking for. And then once I found it, I move on. Yeah. So what to me, it was surrounding people, surrounding myself with a team of people who are really good at what I'm not. And that's how I grew my business to the size I am because, and I'll say to anybody who wants to partner or joint venture with me, always, we have to do different things all day. Mm -hmm. I'll do it as long as I'm doing different things from you are all day because that's the synergy. So that would be my answer, but I'm not sure I'm right. No, I like that <laughs> answer. And that is, I actually like that answer a lot because that's different from what I took away from it. There you go. So, and like today that. I'm reading, let's see, I'm reading from Chris Foss, Never Split the Difference. And very interesting book. He's, it's about negotiating. He was an ex-FBI um, agent. And he talks about different things that he encountered through his career and, and how to negotiate stuff. And you can apply it into business. It's really cool. Oh, that does sound good. So do you have, here's the big question now. Do you have a favorite quote? <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. I, you know, I'll give you two of them. All right. In business, this is from um, Franklin Roosevelt. And I have this in my in my office. When you reach the end of your rope, tie a knot in it and hang on. He <laughs> 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 just you just gotta like that. But but you'll like this. So my 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 Matheson is Scottish and my clan has a motto and it's it's fact et spera. Okay. And that's Scottish for do and hope. Oh, that's very cool. <laughs> There you go. So that's another one on my wall. So those are my two wall quotes. Love it. John, we've absolutely loved hanging out today. Do you have any other last parting piece of advice for our listeners? And then we'll say goodbye. You know, this has been awesome. I love what you guys are doing and the, the message that you're spreading. Um, as I tell everybody, you know, know before you apply. <laughs> Definitely. Awesome. Chainers, we've been hanging out with John. You can check out his website at commercialloansuccess.com. And definitely, if you are in need of a loan or anything like that, this is definitely a resource you want to check out. Chainers, we've absolutely loved hanging out with you today. And John's been so kind to provide a custom link for you guys. So 
head over to web.commerciallonesuccess.com forward slash chain. There you can get a free chapter in the upcoming book. So definitely check it out. We've loved hanging out with you today. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, hit us up on Twitter. It's at Chain of Wealth. We would love to know what you thought of today's episode. Catch you on the flip side. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.